Welcome to episode 74 of Beyond the Blade. The season is less than 24 hours away. I am your co-host, Chad Didimenesis. And I'm your other co-host, Bill Shockey. And Chad, I'm a little excited. I mean, we got the, the season starting today. Sabres starting tomorrow. Jack was named captain. Uh, I'd say it's a pretty good time to roll out a podcast, huh? What do you say? Yeah, I think the Sabres kind of put it on a put it on a tee for us here. I mean, we had enough to talk about with the final roster selections. And, you know, again, I mean, there's hockey games starting. I mean, there's three games in the next four days starting tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got some, maybe we got some hockey stuff to talk about, too. I mean, there's games going on right now. Boston's getting shelled. Rask has been pulled. So we'll see what kind of talk maybe what that means for tomorrow. Montreal and Toronto are tied, which is kind of crazy. And uh-huh. we got Tom Wilson getting suspended for a quarter of the season. So we're going to touch on a lot of stuff, not only Sabres, but uh, hockey-related too. But it's it, it's exciting to be back. <laughs> you know, I, I put a tweet out before this, and I, I think I watched that Matthews goal like 10 times, <laughs> and I, I tweeted, like, I miss, the, I miss the ping noise of a bar down laser. I, I really miss that in my life. I, I mean, it just, it really kind of brought it all full circle to me that, you know, hockey was back. See, I mean, the Lekkonen goal was nice, but, I mean, Matthew was pulling a shot like that off to kind of start off the season. I mean, hate it or love it, but that was a hell of a shot, and uh, you can't help but, you know, have the hairs raise up a little bit uh, when he rips that for to tie it at the time. But, uh, I mean, yeah, ho- hockey's back. I couldn't be more excited. We're going to have games to talk about starting tomorrow night. I mean, tonight we'll start, we'll start to talk about them, but uh, it's it's shaping up to be a more exciting season, which I think, uh, well, I think it would be pretty hard-pressed to not be more exciting, but uh, I, I'm really excited to get this season going and, and start talking about some wins. I, I know 
Is it two years ago they had three wins in a row or more only twice? Last year, I don't even know if they did it twice. Uh, so I'd expect to see <laughs> a little better than that this year, which wouldn't be asking much, and I think a lot more exciting play. So uh, I'm really excited to just kind of get this going. I mean, the thing for me is, you know, I, I wrote about it, I've even tweeted it and talked about it a few times here, is I I just want a good start. I mean, they haven't had a good mm-hmm. start in, you know, when I wrote about it, the last winning winning start they had the first 20 games of the season is probably back in i think 2011 and they haven't won an opener since 2013 and that was a lockout shortened season so like get me off on a good foot here i mean it again we're gonna talk about later kind of what this boston shellacking does but i mean you're getting a team on back-to-back nights you're getting a team who was going to play their backup goaltender we're not sure if that's gonna be the same or not and they're also down one of their best defensemen so like I don't know. I feel like I need something there. I just I need a good start. That's kind of that's kind of where I want to be on first. You know, I've I've seen people put out their, you know, if we don't hate this team two weeks into the season, then you know we're off to a good start already. Yeah, and I think even getting off to a good start, you can even take that smaller, and that's just even in games. Uh, they've struggled out of the gate in you know game after game for the last two years, and like you said, I mean you got Boston on a back to back. They were even in China uh, right before this. Uh, you're going to get a, a right. kind of a tired team, a little jet lag team. So they re- you're in your home building. It's the home opener. They're talking about how, you know, this team is different. And it's just a different feel in the locker room. Well, come out that first night and show it. Uh, the first five, ten minutes, they should be flying. Obviously, you don't want that letdown. But if you get up two or three, then I think you can kind of just ride your wave into a game one victory. And, and I think that would go a long way to uh, at least start to turn the corner here and uh, get the season off to a good start. So before we get too deep into the Sabre sauce, maybe we can kind of, I guess, quickly, if you want, um, maybe talk a little bit about Tom Wilson, his suspension. Because uh, I, I think that, you know, both of us kind of rag on the NHL for how they discipline, you <laughs> know, players in this league. And I think it's only fair that when they do something right, that you give them credit. You know, it's I was by no means expecting him to be suspended for a quarter of the season. And... I think that was a great job, and you know it's about time. You know, and you, you, I texted you earlier, and you told me it should be that way all the time. And I agree. You know, I mean that that sends a message that that type of play. You know, I mean, I'll say about Wilson. I think he's had worse hits than that, but it's just it's just an unnecessary. It's an unnecessary predatory play in the preseason, nonetheless. I mean, you go back and watch his the video of the suspension video they put out, like three of the like i think it was two or three of the suspensions came last year during the preseason so it, i just I, I don't get it you know and, and wilson's a good player he has he does his job for the capitals and they're well it doesn't look like tonight they're gonna miss him but maybe they'll miss him down the road but i don't know man they're you know taking a million dollars out of his pocket and hopefully that kind of i guess knocks some sense with him because like you said it's reckless it's an unnecessary Reckless play and good on the NHL for finally taking care of it. Yeah, and, and I mean, even just even the team aspect, it's it's stupid and it's selfish. I mean, the the contract they gave him this off season, everybody made fun of the Capitals for that, and then you go and do something like that in the preseason. Uh, it not only hurts you, it hurts your team. I'm glad the NHL finally did something about it. Now, I think and kind of want to why I wanted to bring it up is it's going to be. Like, this is a good start. It's going to be more interesting the next time it happens to see what it is. If it's a guy like, I don't know, maybe not, some, somebody that's not like a Tom Wilson. If it's Marshawn. Uh, I mean, what happens if Marshawn does something stupid here in the next week? 
Because he's a star yeah, in the league. I, he's not Tom Wilson. Does he get the same treatment? Because he's, exactly. he's a repeat offender, too. So, yeah, for me, I, I just wanted to, you know, bring it up because it was, it was interesting in the respects of they finally did something. Now, kind of, how does it go from here? Do, do they kind of hold tight with this? I, I mean, I wouldn't expect, you know, maybe 20 for Marshall. It depends what it is and everything. But, I mean, if we, even if we see, like, a 10 to 15, if he has a dirty hitter, a dirty player or something, I mean, maybe they're finally turning a corner and they're getting serious about getting these ugly shots out of the NHL. Yeah, and I mean, they're and they're settling, you know, a concussion lawsuit too with the NHLPA and former players. So you kind of feel like that maybe goes hand in hand, kind of with the, I guess you could say the the stronger fist here. So you're right. I mean, it's something definitely to watch this year. We'll see. But I mean, we've we've also seen this too. We've seen them start with an iron fist in the beginning of the season, and then it kind of slacks away as it goes on. So. You know, we'll see if they can maintain it, and if they do, good for them. Because you know, I'm a big proponent of that. You don't need that kind of hit. You don't need those kind of anything, that type of play in your league for it to be successful. You know, I, I don't, I don't need to see that. You know, I mean, a good hit is nice, but it, it doesn't take away from the rest of the game. You know, I, I don't need Tom Wilson going across the middle with that same type of play and taking out Austin Matthews. Like, that's that's not what I need. So it's, It has nothing to do with even taking hits out of the NHL. I mean, good, clean hits. You saw Risto do it in the preseason, right, uh, coming right. up the wall, shoulder to the chest. Dallin, too, hit it, laid one on. Yeah, you don't need – I mean, Wilson's was from behind, blindside. The guy didn't even see him coming right shoulder to the head. It was, it was, it was shades of, you know, when Drury got hit. By yeah, right, yep. Um, and I even saw a lot of Sabres fans, you know, pointing that out is it's, it's an ugly hit. The guy doesn't see him coming There's He's a def- defenseless player. And it's just, those are the hits that need to come out. Not obviously we're not saying like Risto or anybody, you know, a good solid hit, but I think, yeah, you're right. The NHL did a, the right thing here and it'll be very interesting to see how it goes forward. Enough <laughs> of the NHL stuff, like you said, onto the Sabres. Uh, cause there's a lot to talk about here and a lot to talk about. You know, I mean, like I said, opening game, roster decisions, which were pretty interesting how it ended up turning out. But I, I think the spot where we have to start here is the Sabres have their first legitimate captain in uh-huh. who, how long? I can't what, what Drew and Briere, I guess you could say they'll probably last legitimate captains on this team. It might be, yeah. So, I mean, that's it's exciting. You know, it, it's a long time coming. Uh, obviously, he's a player who deserves it. This is his team. And, you know, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see kind of what that does for him. Does that motivate him on the ice? Does that help him off the ice? And kind of what is the team around him, you know? I mean, he's going to have, you know, Oposo and Bogosian are going to wear the A's too. But, you know, Carter Hutton's a good leader. Uh, you're going to have Scandella there who's a good leader too. So, I mean, there's some other guys. There's some veterans around there that can help him. You know, Connor Sheary has Stanley Cup rings. Jeff Skinner has wore a letter in Carolina. So Berglund seems to be Berglund is another guy who wore a letter. Out. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, Berglund's a godfather apparently because all the Swedes follow him around. That's what Jack <laughs> Eichel said. So that's his that's new true. nickname going forward. So yeah, it, it's exciting. You know, I'm happy. I you know, a lot of people said they wanted to do. They were hoping they would do it like during announcements. I don't know. I think that's kind of I don't want to say cheesy, but I feel like that that may be a bit much kind of deal. I mean, it'd be cool, but at the same time, you don't kind of want to throw that on your team. You kind of want to have that like. I guess I guess they would know beforehand, but even so, yeah. I'm kind of happy the way they did it in practice and kind of have like a, you know a, a whole bonding thing there going into the game the next day. Yeah, I agree. I, I think number one is the right move. I think you can, and you could probably even attest to this more than I can, being in the locker room. 
Um, I, I really think you've kind of seen Jack's maturity recently. More oh, yeah, recently. definitely. Definitely, yeah. He's, he's Most of the time, he's even when he wasn't a captain, he was out there to answer questions after every game. And, you know, that wasn't the case the first year I was in there. But last year, almost every game, you know, him and O'Reilly were the two guys out there. And that's what a leader does. Especially now that he's the captain, he has to be out there every game. You know, really, that's kind of what goes with the deal. So, you know, good for him. He, I think he handled the media well last season, especially at the end of the year. And how's the side that kind of is part of what went into giving him the C this year? So, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely test that. You can tell he's he takes the game more seriously now. And that's you can definitely see that growth over the last few years. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it's it was it was the right move. I think it was uh, an easy-ish move. They'll tell you it was a hard decision, but I, I think it's. I mean, even with getting Darlene and, and a lot of the veterans that you've brought in, even with like through the O'Reilly trade, um, I, I just really think that now was the time to make the move, start moving forward. You know, Jack's the captain, and basically it's go time. If, if you want to see things change now, you know, do it on the ice, and now you have that responsibility in the locker room too. I think only good things will come of it. Um, I, I think the team has been struggling with, you're not, I mean, leadership and, and even the, the media, you know, when O'Reilly was still there, you know, is it a fight for, uh, you know, who's the leader of the team and, and the back and forth between all that. So I, I think now that O'Reilly's gone, uh, it's no question it's Jack. So I'm happy they did it before the game, too. Like you said, I think it would have just been kind of weird. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be, you know, much of a change in the excitement just because they did it the night before. So. It'll be interesting. I, I I wonder if he. The only thing that might happen is he maybe tries to do a little too much, especially early. That's possible. Um, yep. If they start to struggle, uh, I could see him trying to do too much on the ice and trying to put the team on his back. And you know, I'm the captain now, so I have to do it. But I, I think I just I think in general the roster is better now. Um, and so as the team slowly progresses and gets better on the ice, I think it'll be easier for him to uh, be the captain. Of a team that's like, getting better, that's not struggling, you know, night in, night out, and having to see that media. And like you even said, there's there's more than just him in the locker room. They've got some veteran leadership there. So uh, I don't think it's just going to be just him that has to take all the brunt of whatever happens on and off the ice. No, that's well said. And, you know, I think you kind of set us up nice for a transition there, you know, into the roster itself. And we've talked about this a few times. I've written about it. And this is this is the best team they've had on paper Again, in a while, in a long time. And it's exciting, but the other side of it is it finally has to show on the ice now. Like, you know, it's yep. with the heightened expectations comes the heightened pressure. And there's a lot of guys that are going to carry pressure. Jack Eichel is one of them, especially now that he has the C. Uh, Sam Reinhardt, I feel like, is another one. Housley is absolutely another one that has a lot of pressure on him. Uh, Rista Linen is another guy. Carter Hutton, you could say, to prove that he can be a starting goaltender. Uh, Skinner to prove, you know, that he deserves a big contract at the end of the year. You know, so that there's there's a lot of pressure on a lot of different people, and sometimes the pressure brings out the best in people. Sometimes people can't handle the pressure. So it'll be interesting to see that all plays out, especially with expectations. And you're seeing people now around the NHL predicting the Sabres to be better this year. You know, we uh-huh. haven't seen that in a while. There's a lot of people. There's people always have put the Sabers down recently. Not this year. People are expecting a better team. They're expecting them to 
be competitive. To one person said, I, I saw them say that they're you know going to be a pain in the ass this year. Yep. They have to be that team. You know, they don't need to be a playoff team this year. But again, I don't want to harp on something we've talked about a lot recently. But there do has so, to, do what the ahead. Canadians are doing to the Leafs tonight. Yeah, yeah, and but it has to be, be consistent. Able. You know, I right. mean, it's, so I just yeah, I mean they're, they're it it ties back into that you know that getting off to a good start too and that that's that's important to build that confidence you know that it's not the same as last year they're pretty and, healthy too yeah they are and you know besides bogosian which is i don't know I want to see my surprise face that he's not ready for the opener which is insanity but again i'm not surprised by it other than that yeah i mean they're healthy they don't larson's not healthy but ideally i'm not mad he's not in the lineup you know i right. <laughs> We can get into it in a second how happy, I, unhappy I am that Gergentons and Larson are both on this team still. Uh, but before we get into the breaking down the roster itself, I, I just want to put it out there that this roster is structured to win hockey games and be competitive. And if that doesn't happen this year, some people are going to pay for it, and I think Housley is going to be the guy at the top of that list. Yeah, I mean, I brought it up last week, and... Uh... <laughs> I guess we'll kind of start the, it's kind of like a, the Bill Shockey play in two parts, um, rant, I guess. Uh, so first off, and it's not going to be a, you know, a huge rant. It's, we haven't even played games yet, but right, right. It, it's funny how last week I, not really jokingly, but I talked about how, when, what was the, what was the segment at the end of the last one? the things that you could see happening that wouldn't be good or something. Yeah. So it was like, it was like the bold predictions, one good, one bad kind of thing. <clears throat> right. And my bold one bad was that Housley's going to frustrate the hell out of us. And if the team is going to struggle, he's going to be a part of that. And for us to kind of start to see that already before games are even starting makes me super nervous. I mean, Tennyson's still here. Yes. It's for injury reasons, but I mean, you're telling me you couldn't put somebody else in the lineup. Yeah. I just, We'll get into that, but I just I I'm nervous. I'm nervous that he I don't want to say he wasn't ready for a head coaching job, but I, I feel like he was of the guys available at the time. He was kind of the easy choice. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I I wanted it. You wanted it. We all wanted it. Um, no, you're right. But you're right. but it's just I just don't know if he's up for it, and it's it's scaring the hell out of me. Uh, if if I see you know night one, if if Eichel Reinhardt and Skinner for some reason struggle for a little bit, and I see Bergensons or Pominville up there because they had a good shift or two. I, I might go down on the ice and throw them on it or something. It's just <laughs> it's so I, like I said though, <laughs> games haven't happened yet, so I'll, I'll cool the Jets for now. But I'm telling you, if if by podcast two we're two three games in and just bad things are starting to happen, and it it, it has to do with things that decisions that he's making. I think frustration is going to mount, and it's going to mount quickly. I mean, at least we're not to the point where we're saying that culture is more important than strategy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, nice, nice drop, nice drop. But <laughs> but I, I mean, if we get you know close to that point, or like I said, and like you said, they, this team has talent, and they're set up to frustrate some teams to make some noise. And hell, if they have a good season, they could squeak in this year. I do believe that. I don't and, disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. So, I, I mean, if we start to see things where 
you know, I mean, there's no Jordan Nolan, but, you know, like I said, like Gergensen, there's somebody who doesn't belong, has a good couple shifts, and I see him on a line with Eichel. When you finally have wingers for Eichel, uh, I might start to lose my mind. Uh, so I'm just, I'm wary. I'm a little nervous, but let's see the games happen first. Hopefully they get out to a good start. And I think that's going to be important too. I think if this team, with the way that they're set up, if they're still struggling night in, night out, where they don't show up for the first 10 minutes of the game and they get down a goal or two, I mean, you got to start. I wonder when you start looking at coaching for that too. Uh, guys not being ready. This, this, there's enough turnover, I would say, on this roster that uh, if that's starting to become a problem, then, I mean, right or wrong, fans are going to start looking you know, at the coach. And uh, it's <laughs> if they don't have a good season or things don't go the way that they're supposed to in regards to at least some kind of progression, uh, I think the hot seat is going to get hot and it's going to get hot quick. No, I, I agree with you. And for me, it's, yeah, I mean, there's there's the lineup things you mentioned too. And I, I think the starting off games thing is another thing that's important too. But what I what I need to see slash can see is, I need to see that five-man attack you talked about. You have Darlene yep. here. Uh, Risk the line doesn't have to be the guy anymore. McCabe has showed he can do that. You know, Bolu has that potential to be able to jump up in the play and do that too. So, you know, Gooley's not here, which is a little disappointing. We'll get to that in a second, you know, to uh-huh. play that role as well. But, you know, it, it's you have those players who can do that. You have a legitimate defense now. And, I mean – don't get me wrong, this isn't like one of the top three defensive groups in the NHL by any means, but it's better than last season. And that that has to be the case. I, I can't see struggles defensively. You know, stupid defensive errors can't happen. Can, I mean, it's going to happen once in a while, but it can't be all the time every game. You know, you're, you're a defensive coach. You know, you need to have these players know how to play on their own end. You know, that's one of the reasons why you sent Nylander down, because his defensive game needed work. So you you, you got to have your defensive structure set. You got to help cutting out. You got to help Olmark out when he's in there. You can't rely on those two to just bail you out consistently and constantly. That, that's not a winning formula. And the other thing I need to see from him, too, is a little bit of patience. I I need yep. him to not put Tate Thompson on the fourth line or scratch him if he has a bad period or two or even a bad game. <laughs> like I, I didn't think of that. Like you're, That's spot on, though. He's a 20-year-old kid who has a lot of talent. He's not going to be great every game. He's going to make mistakes. You just have to grin and bear it and deal with it. Because for those two mistakes, he's probably going to give you three or four or five good plays on the other side of it. And by just putting him down in the lineup or completely taking him out is not not going to work for me. My, my biggest fear, honestly, with Thompson is if he doesn't play good for a week and the Larson comes back, if they're going to send Thompson down and put Larson in the lineup. And then who is my second line? Then my second line right winger is, um, I don't know, is who? Is Oposa, which is okay. But then Palmaville is my third line right winger, and then I'm going to have... Ellie, Gergensons, and Larson on my fourth line, then I'm like, uh, like, you know, like, so I, I don't, I, I don't know. It, that, that part scares me about Thompson. Just they need to be patient. And that goes for Darlene, too. I was just going to say, he's the other one that I would think fits into this. Yeah. You, you, he's, here well. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have giveaways. You got to let him play his game. Exactly. Don't tell him to 
calm his game down or to play it safe to start you know, your NHL career. No, let him be Darlene and let him do his thing. Just honestly, like just just get out of his way. It's kind of right him. Just let him be him. Get out of his way. Yeah, of course, obviously there's coaching that goes involved in it, but just I don't need them somebody to go to that kid and tell him to take away his creativity so he doesn't make a mistake here and there. That's just I can't have it because if if you're gonna suppress the creativity and young talent I have on this team, then I don't need you to be my coach. I I, I need somebody who's gonna be patient and let these players do I guess what they're good at. Put them in the positions to succeed and then let them go. All right, you ready for rant number two, and then we can have a lot of fun and be happy and positive? <laughs> Hit me with it. Number two. <clears throat> and so this part, now, I don't think we'll ever know if it was Bottrell's decision or Housley's or a combination of the two. But the fact, like you said, that Gergensen's, Larson's hurt, but he's still here. They, he could have been moved. Um, Tennyson's up. I mean... Bull, you played well enough, at least in the preseason, to warrant being here. But the fact that, I mean, the biggest one for me, and I'll just kick it out, is Nylander. Yes, I know he had his defensive struggles, but if you're a team that's you know, trying to go for it, and you can yell at me for this later, because I am admittingly taking off my, uh, you know, beyond the blade objective hat and putting on a fan hat for just two, two minutes. And even kind of put myself in Nylander's shoes. And yeah, I know I've seen a lot of the Rochester stuff of how at games it looks like he's just taking you know games off, and and last year he just wasn't wasn't himself. I mean, remember he was injured for a lot of the season, and who knows if he was even one hundred percent healthy. But man, it, you can't tell me. And you know, I'll even I'll pose the question to you: Do you think Nylander could have had a better camp? No, I don't. no, and I tweeted that I, I don't. Only thing he could have done more is score more goals, but I mean. Five goals and or five points in what three games? I mean that's that's impressive. What can you ask from the kid? And you know, and I'll, I'll put my one piece on Nylander in here, and I'll let you continue your little rant here. My it, it's the whole thing with you know, that I that I tweeted about that one game when I sent you that video too. It's there was an issue throughout the he yes he played good offensively. He was more involved uh, physically. Oh, yeah, he was just more engaged in the play. But he also didn't he wasn't perfect. You know, there there was he had an issue overextending his shifts. He was tired at the end of shifts, which caused him to make defensive plays or look like he was out of position. Um and then there were just also defensive flaws in there. I mean, there was you know, we saw a, I mean, in that same game, I mean he struggled in that Columbus I think it was Colum- that Columbus game. Uh Clinton, I think it was. You know, we saw kind of the good Nylander and the bad Nylander. He made a couple of good plays. He had that, you know, that sequence at the end of the period that I showed you. And then he had that whole penalty kill thing where he made a nice move to get out of it and then, like, dumped it in and, like, made that mistake there too. So it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I said in the beginning, I said a lot of people, he, he he has to improve in all areas of his game. For, he had a long way to go to make this team. And I will give him credit because he, he did a lot better and got a lot closer than I thought was even possible for him. But... At the end of the day, there was just still some things there. And I think that's why he's in Rochester. And I also think it's part of a test, too, because he can't go to Rochester now and then kind of go away or mope or pout. Like, he he has to continue to play the way he played here. And 
I think if he does that, he'll be up here soon. Uh, I think if he goes down there and mopes and kind of goes back to the way he was last year in Rochester, then I think he'll have some problems on his hand, and he might not be back here for a while. So that's my two cents, and then I'll kind of let you continue your, your whole thing you're doing. All right. And, I mean, it's it's all valid. And I and I was even going to bring up, like, that the point you just made is the other point to this. So feel free again to jump in. But for me, I've seen enough of Gergensons. I've seen enough of Larson. At what point does his development – I understand going down and, and developing, and, and, and Botchel is really big on it, and it's important. And, and I agree to it to an extent. But sending him back down, could that even hurt his development a little bit? He worked his ass off this offseason. He gave you probably the best prospects tournament in camp you could have seen out of him. Why can't I see him? He was, like it or not, he was a top 10 pick. I need to see him at the NHL level to see if I have anything, if I should move on, if I can expect him to be a piece moving forward. I mean, we have two years here before we basically have 50 million in cap space, and it's time to go because you're going to have to pay Darlene. You have to pay Middlestad. You're going to have to pay Reinhardt again. If you pay Skinner, I mean, there's, we need to know like who are going to be the other pieces to this core. I mean, you have parts of it, and I think Nylander is either going to be a big piece or he's going to be out the door. And I think for me personally, this is the year where I need to know that he's had his year in Rochester, and then he had last year where he was kind of hurt, but. I've seen the flashes. I've seen that he can score at the NHL level. I, I just, for me this year, I don't need to see more of Gergensen's. I don't need to see more of Larson. I, if Pominville, if the, no offense to him, I know he's a fan favorite, but if he didn't have that contract and a no movement clause, I really don't need to see him this year either. Um, so I just, for me, it's just very disappointing for him to get sent back down and I, and I get it. And you know, if he's, he does play well. I do think he'll be up quick. And, and injuries happen. I mean, just look at Bogosian and Wilson got hurt. I mean, I know this is kind of uh, off the board, but like Couturier got hurt in a practice. Like injuries are going to happen. Right. I right. got hurt in a practice. Right. So, but I just, I, I, for me, it's just, I, even how does it look to even other kids? I mean, I know Baptiste got traded, which we probably were about to get to in a second. And Bailey, I don't think he did enough, but. I mean, for, for Nylander to, yes, he had a rough year, but for him to show up and do what he did in the preseason and then to get sent back down anyways, I mean, it's kind of kind of a slap in the face, I would think. And I wouldn't blame it at all if he was disappointed. And maybe he does start slow now in Rochester. And, and if that spirals, I mean, you kind of got to wonder. I just, <laughs> you just, I mean, you scare the crap out of me too if, that, if Thompson has two bad games and he gets sent down. I don't think the same will happen, but I mean, that's it. That's, that's my worries. Just throwing it out there. There's the negativity, negativity, but we'll turn it on here in a second, but I don't know if you have anything to say on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I don't. And I, I think there's, you know, it goes, it, it's difficult, you know, and this is one of the things about having a deep team now, you know, and that, that's, I mean, he's potentially, 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 potentially. He, they still got to score. They still got to win. He, they do, but you don't want Nylander playing in a fourth line role either. Uh, and you, yeah, but and he's he can play both sides of the wing, but he primarily plays the left wing. And he's not playing above Jeff Skinner. He's not playing above Connor Sheary right now. And no. so then there's Soboka, 
Is he better than Saboka right now? Probably. It's close. And then, obviously, he's better than Gergensen. But again, I don't want him on my fourth line. Uh, they could have solved the problem, and they could have put him on that third line and put him with a post on middle stat. But again, that gets back to the point of defensively. Then, you know, middle stats trying to adjust to the NHL and play defensive role. And now you're going to have Nylander, who's not the best defensively. You, you kind of get where I'm getting there. Like how it can yeah. be kind of an issue. I mean, you're already kind of shielding him by putting him on the third line middle stat, but yeah, I totally understand. Right. And again, it kind of gets back to the point of, it's something I would love to know, and it's something that we'll probably never know, is Batro could have said, if he, I assume he's obviously the one, I mean, they might be collaborating and making these decisions. Yeah, they they make it together. They make it together. But to my point, he could say, you know, Gooley didn't have a great camp, but I really think for the game you're trying to play, he's he's a better fit than, say, Nelson, or he's a better fit than... You. Or, or maybe, again, had a, or maybe had a good pilot chance. who played better, played one of the best defensemen in the entire preseason right. starts here. Yeah, yeah, pilot's a perfect example too. And if if you're Bottero and you say, yeah, I'd, I'd really rather see pilot, you know, start or Nylander start in the NHL this season. And then Housley says, you know, that's fine, but if you put him on this team, I'm putting him on the fourth line, playing eight minutes a game. So then Bottero goes, okay, you know, screw that. And that like that, I would understand. Because you're right, Right. I don't want him in that situation. If he's going to play six minutes a night and have one defensive lapse, and Housley's going to bench him for the rest of the game and then sit him in the rafters, then obviously, yeah, I'd rather have him in the NHL. But it just, I I think, and we've kind of got to this point where, and maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself in the respect of, I think this the roster on paper is making a turn. I think the team on the ice should make a turn this season. And maybe I'm just wanting that to happen a little faster because the last two years have been so bad. Uh, but I just, I, I'm, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's, there's still a, a small amount of guys that we thought would be gone that are still here that I kind of have seen enough. Like I don't see, I don't need to see any more of them. I'd rather see guys that might be part of this core or might be part of the solution moving forward uh, and see what we have in that. And, and again, injuries are going to happen. We probably will see it probably even before we get to 20 games this year. So I, I probably am getting ahead of myself, but it's just I totally forgot about Pilot too. I don't know how I did. It's just he he played lights out too in the preseason. But I mean, coming over from uh, Europe, you can see, you know, give him a couple games where he's got to get used to the ice, get used to the size, shore up a couple things, and I mean, maybe they are the core halfway through the season, moving forward and into the future, but. Uh, at least the Neil Iron thing it was just a little disappointing, I guess I would say. Yeah, and you're right. I, I think he, I thought he did enough to earn a spot on this team, you know. And he he again, like you said, you couldn't have asked him for much more. It's just, I mean, you were I, never getting perfection. No, you weren't. You weren't. But I, I, I think you know part of it, like I said, was the defensive issues or defensive concerns at least. Mm-hmm. And I think the other part of it is too. Was kind of it's a, it's a it was a numbers game, you know. I mean, it's and it's it's one thing to have him on the roster, but it's another thing to have him in a spot that, as I mentioned earlier with Housley, is putting your players in a position to succeed. Right, and yeah. I don't know, yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if that would have happened, you know, and right, and if he was if he played with middle stat and that was a mess defensively, then he's down in two games and his confidence is shot, 
where he can go right. play in Rochester, start off fine, play with Asplund and CJ Smith and Bailey's still there. And, you know, there's some other, and Olofsson's still there, you know, so he's around good talent, Gooley, Pilot, you know, I mean, that, that, talk about a loaded team. That looks like that's a loaded team in Rochester. So that, that's, you know, good for Amherst fans. Yeah. That'll be exciting. And yeah, def- definitely gets real, 60 bucks real, on, the, on that app. Yes, real quick, because I was going to make that my segue into the positive side. But my last real quick point on this is that scares the hell out of me if I'm a GM and I need to make decisions because I don't think my coach is going to put the players in the right position to succeed. I'm not saying that's happening, but right. kind of the sentence you just said, if I have to send him down because I don't know if you know he's going to be in the rafters after one bad play, but that's a problem. Well, let me, put, like, it, yeah. let me put it so to you this way. The, if, for, for quickly before we go off this topic, I'm, I'm going to put this question to you. Who do you think is more NHL ready, Tage Thompson or Alex Nylander? Because realistically, that's probably what it came down to. It was one of the two. Who do you I think mean, is Tom, more NHL I, ready Tom, right Tom, now? Thompson is a bigger body. He was a po-checking machine, scored on breakaways. He played 41 games last year in the NHL. Yes. So, so I, yeah, the answer is Thompson. Right. And I, I think that – is it right that it came down to that? No, but honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's, that might have been what it came down to. Yeah. You and, couldn't really yeah. logically have both, especially with the numbers. And if they wanted, obviously they wanted to improve their team because they went and snagged Ellie on waivers. So, you know, that's so if they're at thought about adding something somewhere else, then I don't, like I said, I, a lot of it, a good chunk of it, I think, is a numbers game. But you know, and like you said, but you said something that I want to again. One last thing I want to touch on before we get off of this topic is, <laughs> you kind of said you know, I you would understand if he's upset and starts slow, like, but I, I can't have that. You can't. I, I need you to go down there and just play with a "I'll show you" attitude. You know, I can't. I can't look at the stats in 15 games in Rochester and you have one goal and three assists. Like that's that's not going to work for me. Because then I'm, I'm I'm going to believe that what just happened in the four or five preseason games is a mirage, and you're just that player all along that you look like you were last year. You know, I understand it's frustrating. But you got to be professional, and you got to yeah. show that you can work through that. And maybe if you start hot, maybe if you have five points in the first week and a half of the season, or six points or something like that, then maybe you're back up here in a week and a half. You know, maybe you go on that West Coast trip in a week and a half with them, and you get some games in. So that's, I guess, where I'll leave it. But we'll we'll kind of shift to the positive side of things now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, no, yeah, that's, I, that's kind of real. It was good. I, we even I even had a sweet. Um, to the account that was saying, you know, talk me off the ledge here. And I, I think we've kind of done that. Um, I just, like I said, I, I think big picture, I think maybe we're just, he played well enough to make this squad, but I think maybe it was a year early in the respects that the the roster didn't fully overturn. Next year, Pominville's gone. Next year, I can't imagine Gergensons and Larson are still here. Next year, you know, if they don't resign Skinner, there's another spot. Um, so yeah, I, I think next year there's more spots. I mean, even going back to before the season, we were talking about what potentially 13 guys for two, three spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which we said, even said it was a good, it's a good thing. Uh, the competition is a good thing and you know, flip it to the positive side. Now the HL team should be a lot of fun to watch and they should be really, really good this year. Uh, I can't imagine that they're not going to put up a lot of goals. And if that does happen and the Sabres, for whatever reason, potentially struggle out of the gate or can't score goals, uh, you're going to have a lot of guys to, to bring up and try and 
give the team that spark. So the, the good thing is when injuries happen, I'm not scared of who's coming up. It's not, you know, whoever it was, Griffith or Chris Kulo or whoever the hell was coming up last year. But it's going to be guys like, you know, Nylander, CJ Smith, Bailey, uh, depending on how he he plays down there. I I do think you can see a lot of positive moving forward. It's going to be a very interesting year for both teams. I think the AHL team should be much better. And I think that, like you said, going back to the kind of GM that Bottrell is, uh, he wants both teams to be good so that he, when he's bringing those guys up, they are ready. And I think this is kind of just an extension of that, where these guys maybe have been brought up early, too early in the past because of the team being so bad, uh, that now maybe he's kind of taking the old Detroit model where guys are being overcooked until they're just so ready that you can't have them down there anymore. And to your point, that wasn't the case for Nylander. He, he played great. Um, but he did have defensive lapses. He did have his moments where he sat on the ice too long and wasn't able to back check maybe where he should have. Uh, so maybe he goes down, he gets overcooked. Gooley gets a little overcooked. Um, and by the time they come up, there is just smooth transition from down there to up here. And I mean, that can only be good, good things for the Sabres moving forward. Yeah, I, I think you kind of covered it all there, you know, and I think, you, you know, it's I think a good place to leave that conversation. Like and like you said, Rochester is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm excited to see that team um, and how that all goes together because, I mean, you know, I mean, it, you kind of get past that that top level too. I mean, you forget about Hickey's going to be down there. Uh, they got that, you know, that new kid from the Predators, you knowing Doherty when, in the Baptiste trades. Now he's a defenseman's going to be there. Borgen. Uh, Borgen, you know, it's, I forgot about him too. I mean, that defense looks pretty good when you add Pilot and Gooley to it too. Sure and Hickey. Does. So, I mean, that that's an impressive defense down there. And then you're going to have all of a sudden you get the lights out. Aspen's going to be down there. Uh, you're going to have, you know, now you're going to have Nylander. You're going to have Bailey. So, you know, I mean, Danny O'Regan's there still. Uh, CJ Smith, when Malone, when he gets healthy in, you know, about a month. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of good young talent down there. And Read that's good. In the cupboard. It is, and that's good. And it, don't forget, you have three first round picks next year. So I mean, like, <laughs> you know, and you know, Picard looks great in the OHL. You have Laxinen who looks great in Finland, and he might come over next year. Davidson is off to a good start in Sweden. He could be over here next year. So you know, your your pipeline looks pretty good, and it's exciting. So that's. That's something to look forward to, I guess, you know, and spin a positive on all of this. But moving past the roster, moving past the prospects, there is a hockey game tomorrow slash tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we should take the last 15 or so minutes here. And plus we have a spelling bee we're going to get to in the Bruins at the end uh, to kind of talk about that. So, I mean, last time I checked, we're at, well, let's, I think last time I checked it was 6 nothing, 7 nothing, 7 nothing. And is that over yet or is it still going? Six minutes left. Six minutes left. So, I mean, the Capitals are steamrolling the Bruins right now. Uh, you know, Rast made it a period and a half, so I wonder if he maybe starts tomorrow instead of Halak, who was scheduled to, or if they roll Halak back out. It'll be interesting how that plays out. But, I mean, it's not just like, I mean, look at the shots here. Six minutes left, shots are 35 to 22. I mean, they're getting, they're, they're, this is the definition of a steamrolling that is happening right now. I mean, they're just getting rolled. And, you know, maybe you kind of expect that, you know, banner raising night in Washington. But, 
I don't, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see kind of what Bruins team you get tomorrow. Is this going to be a team that starts slow with the whole China thing? Uh, I've seen tweets. I've been scrolling through to the podcast about Chara looks old and slow. You don't have Krug. Maybe Bergeron not a hundred percent to start the season with his issues he's having. You know, maybe some of the prospects are off to a slow start. Rask is a traditional slow starter. So mm-hmm. it's it. I'm curious what kind of team. And I mean, you're getting a team on back to back nights, but. They're getting the doors blown off, so are they going to come in here a little bit, bit with an attitude or an edge, and maybe that works against you, or is it going to work in your favor because they're just not up to where they should be to start the season? Maybe you're getting them at a good time, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I almost did the ultimate no-no, but <clears throat> I really think that they have to... I mean... Are you calling for a guarantee win in game one? Is that what you're about to do? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say it. They got to have this this one. (laughs) A must win out of the gate, yeah. (laughs) You got me. I wouldn't go that far. As dumb as it sounds, I mean, come out of here, you know, the Canadians and Leafs split their first game. Bruins are getting shellacked. They're going to come out hot, but it's your home opener. You got to be able to turn that on its edge and and use your speed, use that five-man attack, and as soon as... If, if they come out hot because they just got crushed, use those mistakes against them and turn them into opportunities on the other end. And the key to this season is going to be finishing. I mean, they've had so many problems finishing the last two years. They're going to have to start finishing. Uh, and if they can do that quickly, um, I could easily, If you, I mean, if you get up early, it looks like the Bruins might be in trouble where you can just kind of roll. And if you can roll through your first game and then go into Saturday, Again at home, they got what is it? Five of the first four. The first four. four the, ga- first the first. Five? The first four games are at home, and then they go out west for a week and a half. So I mean, here you go. You want a good start? You got four games at home. Um, I. I, I mean, you know, and the I other part of it too is going to be rocking. You're getting the Rangers on Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, and they're playing. Oh, I thought they're they're playing Friday. Never mind. So they're playing Thursday. So never mind. Scratch that. I'll say you're going to get them on back to backs, but you're not. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Rangers aren't a great team, and... Nope, they're rebuilding. Right, and you have Vegas, who's going to be coming west, so, you know, maybe you can kind of get a good start there. I mean, the the, the Knights play in Minnesota on Saturday, and they come here on Monday afternoon, so, you know, I mean, you have a couple beneficial starts, schedules are working your way, but... I mean, you got to rack some wins together before you head out west. Because out west, I mean, you're going to play. It's going to be tough. You're going to play Vegas. You're going to play Anaheim, L.A., San Jose. I mean, it it is. I'm trying to look at the exact teams you're going to play. Uh, where are we? Yes, yeah, so you're going to Arizona, Vegas, San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim in that order. And then you come back and you play Montreal Thursday. So and Arizona is kind of like you this year. Yeah, Eric, they don't. I mean, they're not going to have Galchenyuk to start the year, so you're probably going to miss Galchenyuk that game. But nonetheless, I mean, they're they're an improved team this year. They're they're not push up by any means. They're going to give teams some trouble this year too. So yeah, I mean, I I mean, here it is. You say it's we say it's a new season. The the roster on paper is a lot better. It's shaping up to be pretty much there for the taking uh, in the beginning of the season here. So I mean that. Switching to the positive side, I am so excited to see Eichel, Skinner, Reinhardt. Yeah. Eichel, yep. It's been three years. He's never had a winger. He's going to have a true winger now in Skinner. 
who should, in my opinion, almost easily put up 30 goals this year playing with Eichel, uh, you know, obviously barring injury or anything. But, and and then Reinhardt, I mean, it's, what was it, a period or two in to him signing his contract and coming back where he scored on the power play. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice feed from Eichel. Yep. So, I, I mean, if those three can start off kind of fast, I, I think that's where, and like you said, the... He's the captain now. You want to start? You want a fast start? Your line should can potentially be. I mean, it's finally a true number one line. Um, so go out and show that. Uh, go give some teams some trouble. I mean, Matthews had two goals in the game winner in overtime tonight. You know, go do that for your team. And then, I, I mean, Middlestad. I think you're going to see a different guy than the preseason, especially on the third line. Um, I think he's going to come out hot and and. And how can you even forget Darlene too? I just it really does have a, a feeling of the core has changed over. And don't get me wrong, like I like the Riley and Kane, but now you got you know Eichel, Skinner, Middlestad, Darlene, Risto should have a big year this year too. Not having to hopefully take all those minutes. I just it's really it's right right there for them to get off to a fast start here. Maybe like a you know three zero and one, three and one, two zero and two, or two one and one or something. And if you can do that before you go out west, uh, I think you kind of shape yourself up, ni- up nicely to just kind of steal some points when we get out there. Um, I, I really think the key, too, is going to be, like, what is Hutton? What is the Hutton-Almark duo? Um, yeah, I was just going to go there. That's a good point, is the goaltending. What is, I mean, Hutton and Almark both look good in the preseason, you know, so. Yeah, they look solid. What, but when the real bolts start, you know, is it going to. How is that going to be? I mean, that's important, you know, and they didn't get the best goaltending last year, although I'll say we've talked about it too, is not everything was in the goaltending last year, but let's not kid ourselves. They were not, the, the goaltending was, I mean, statistically with the save percentages was among the worst in the league. So I think any improvement you're going to get there is going to go a long way. So I'm, and I was in a, I was in a mentioning, so I don't know if you're going to get to it, that the goaltenders had me excited to watch too, to see kind of how that actually, how that plays out here throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. And then, like you said, the defense is kind of, I mean, it really hasn't overturned that much. Yeah, I mean, you basically just, you added, just added that added Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which obviously is huge. But at the same time, are we going to see those defensive lapses? Are we going to see all the shorthanded chances? Is that, that's the stuff that sh- it should be cleaned up and uh, should change from last year. Uh, and if you start to see that, Unfortunately, it's going to happen, and when it does happen, will Hutton and Allmark be up to the challenge to keep their team in it? Uh, we really haven't seen that. Uh, I, I, again, <laughs> Leonard's gone, so I don't want to get on him too much, but I, I don't think he necessarily killed you in games, but I don't think he ever won you games either. Uh, it's been a while since I think we've had a goalie kind of win you a game. Maybe I mean, maybe the tank years, they won us games that we didn't want them to win. But, right, um, right. I mean, can Hutton or and or Allmark be the goalie where maybe the defense just you know isn't on point for a game, but they keep minute, and then the offense can kind of reward them at the end and you know and get that bounce at the end and and, and get some more victories. I, they've just never been a team the last couple of years to string wins together. Um, so it's going to be really important to finally get some kind of streak going. Um, it's, it's kind of like the major league, you know. We won two games. Three is called a winning streak. Right, uh, right. We right. haven't seen that. So, you know, it, it's time, especially with, and we're probably, I know we're running out of time here, but get to it quickly. Uh, you got 
potentially some bad teams in the division this year. Really bad. You got to be, really be able. Oh, Montreal looked okay today, but it was only one game. But they have some really it's, bad teams at division. Yeah, that's one game. I mean, they always have Carey Price, but right, I, mean, I just, right. I just don't know how Montreal is going to be good. Ottawa. I mean, how are they going to win a game? <laughs> good luck to that team, right? <laughs> In Detroit, Detroit, I mean, they're sending Zadina down to start the season. So I mean, that's Which one dynamic player they're not going to have. Mind blowing. Good thing I'm not uh, reporting on Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk right. about going off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was he was probably one of their best offensive players in the prospect in the challenge, and to see him go down, I don't know where they're going to get goals, but that's their problem, not ours. Um, I, I mean, Florida should be all right. I, I think Buffalo and Florida are pretty much on the same level going into the season. Um, maybe they're a little bit ahead of us, but yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe a little bit ahead, I would say, yeah. But I don't think it's it's crazy to think that they could easily overtake them. Um, and then, obviously, you got the three at the top. Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, I don't think, is going to change. Toronto, I mean, their defense isn't good, but the, the offensive firepower they have. And the Nylander thing is interesting. I, I'm kind of surprised it they is. went in the game one without is. him signed. Yep. Did you see Shanahan's quote today that he, had, he put out there? I sure did. About the, you know, trying to get some of the younger players to take some discounts, you know, and I don't know. I'll, I'll say good luck with that. Good luck with that at the negotiating table with Matthews next year and Marner for that matter. Uh, yeah, just, I'm not going to get into the whole thing here. We're kind of late in the podcast, but just good luck to Shanahan with that, with that logic you want to try to talk to those kids about. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting year. I, th- I think that this year you kind of have parting of the seas if you will like you kind of have your three teams at the top kind of got your three teams at the bottom buffalo and florida are kind of right there in the middle which are they're kind of their you know your wild cards yep uh and even the metro i feel like every year you kind of wait for you know pittsburgh to dip a little bit because their defense hasn't been good for a while uh washington looks like they have no stanley cup hangover even though they were swimming in fountains all season Right. Season. Columbus looks um, suspect, I would say, especially how long is Panarin hanging around there? Yeah, you know, Jones yeah, they, is out. The Islanders are definitely not going to be good this year. No, um, New Jersey they got to keep what they did last year. New Jersey is interesting because the goaltending. I don't know what Schneider is going to be. Kincaid has played well when he's played in replacement of Schneider being injured, but uh, can you really expect Kincaid to be a full time starter if for however long Schneider is out? Um, and Snyder really hasn't been himself for two years. So right, right. If they don't, if they don't have goaltending, that could be a problem there. So I, I don't think the wild card spots are out of the question. Um, but like you said, it's going to be get off to a fast start and hopefully be able to, you know, can keep that momentum going uh, into the you know the halfway point and just at least be in the the hunt. And then you never know what can happen at the end of the season. Can you imagine if we got to a trade deadline and we're actually buyers? That would be with three first round picks in your pocket too. That could be, <laughs> could that, be could fun. Really, that could be really interesting. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Let's <laughs> let's just try to win three of our first four games before we even start talking about being buyers. The deadline. <laughs> try to be positive, Chad. <laughs> it's all right. It's fair enough. So, since you're in a positive mood, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna get to our spelling beer shortly to wrap it up. But uh, give me give me a number point production this season for the Sabers. <laughs> Like overall team points? Overall team. I'll go first. I, I, I think in the last whatever prediction for Diver the Blade, I said I said eighty five. That's what I'll go. Eighty five points. I mean that's that's probably the line. I guess I'll go like eighty eight. Um 
I, I think they'll be right there at the end of the season. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple games here or there where maybe you're going to want to have back or maybe they shouldn't have won the one that they do win. Um, I mean, it's really going to be what are what is the bottom six? What is Saboka? What is Berglund? What yep, is, yep. you know, what is, you know, Thompson going to give me? What is, is Gergensen's? I mean, he's here. How is he going to play? Um, we They definitely infused some talent into the bottom six. But that doesn't mean it's going to be better. Um, so kind of what what does that bottom six get me? Where is the secondary scoring on this team? If we start to find secondary scoring or, I mean, for that, defensive scoring, because uh, we usually have a running count of 20 games in where no defensemen have scored the last two years, which has not been fun. <laughs> hey, they scored so, the preseason, so they're looking up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if, if we can... You know, start to see that secondary scoring, and if, if it's not just all on the first line, uh, they, like they said, you said earlier, they can be dangerous. Um, they just got to find that, though. That's going to be the key this year. Find that secondary scoring. Who's going to step up? Yeah, and that's huge. You know, it's like you said. I think I think that is perfectly, perfectly the point here. Who's going to step up? Who's going to have Who's going to have out the top line? And are you finally going to get production from your defense? And I think if you get those things, then I think playoffs are definitely a possibility. So that's exciting. We'll end that on a positive note there. I think we covered everything. Uh, we'll kind of wrap on the game tomorrow here at the end because I am going to ask you if you think the Sabres are going to win and ask you for a score tomorrow. But we'll save that for the very end here. Uh, so let's kind of get into our spelling bee here. Well, Billy, if you spell this correctly, you pass second grade. Correct. I am the smartest man alive. First, Mr. Samir. Not gonna, not gonna work here anymore, anyway. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna do the Boston Bruins roster, who actually has some good names on it, uh, because that's who the Sabres play tonight slash tomorrow. So. Uh, the way this works, we each do three. So far, we've done one official spelling bee. We went three for three. Uh, so we each have three points. So I will give you the opportunity. Would you like to go first and spell the first player, or would you like to ask ask me which player to spell first? I think I want to go first. You want to spell uh, first? You wanna, uh, yeah. You wanna I want to ask first. You want to ask first. Okay, so let me yep. flip my phone over so I can't see the thing, so I can't cheat. Okay, go ahead. I wanted to ask first because I want to get this guy off the board. I know where you're going. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep. Urho Vakaninen. Urho Vakaninen. I kind of spelled that name a lot a couple years ago. Uh, defenseman. But I will be – I think if I get that, I should get two points. Um, there's no way I'm getting this. V-A-H Vakaninen. Nope. <laughs> you're already done. No, I'm not, not, a, not a chance. Not, it's I'm, double A. V-A-A. Oh, K-A-N. Gosh. I A I N E N. All right. Pretty wild. Uro Vakanina. I can say his name though. Uh, all right. Since you're pointing, pulling the tough ones on me, I'm not going to pull any punches here. Uh, I am going to go with Noel Akari. Oh, that is a tough one. Um, let's go. Noel Akari. A C C. A R wrong. A C C I A R I. Ooh, 
No. See you next time. All right, so we're both we're both See, over one here. There's some uh, well-known ones that are potentially tough, but you probably spelled them enough. Let's All go. Right. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's see if I can get you on a good one. Give me uh, McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy. M-C capital A-V-O-Y. Yeah, see, I should have done that. I was hoping you'd throw an A in there since it sounds like it's an A. <laughs> All right, McAvoy, that wasn't bad. Um, I'll I'll kind of I'll, I'll back up the pedal a little bit here. Let me find one. Uh, let me go with Stephen Comfer, defenseman. Stephen Comfer. I'm nervous because you said you backed off, but I'm feeling you didn't. Because I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is wrong. C O M. Is that wrong? What, what did you say again? Solid again? C O M. No, you're wrong out the gate already. K A M P F E R. Thinking of J T Comfer. Ah, uh, you're going the wrong way. Had a feeling way. that it wouldn't be the same. Mm. Spelled that one enough. All right, so I am one and two. You are zero and two. On to me for my final word or player, I guess you could say. Oh, Matt. Grezelik. Ah, I was going to give you him. He's going to be tough. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, G-R-Y-Z-L-E-K? Nope. G-R-Z-E-L-C-Y-K. All right. So we're not, we're not doing very well here. We don't really know no, our Bruins <laughs> So I get one for three. I get one point today. Let's see if you can salvage one point here. Let me try to find a good one here. Um... Hoping only, I got rid of all the hard ones. You kind of did. There's only not. I guess I'll go with this last one. Uh, let me just scroll through and make sure. Yeah, I'll go here. Um, I'll go with Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen. Uh, hmm. Heinen. I'm trying to think if it's an E or an A at the end. <laughs> H-E-I-N-E-N. Bam! There it is. Bill's on the board. There it is. One, four. Well, we each get one. So we each get a point out of this. That's not. That's not terrible. So I mean, at the end of the day, we tied. So you know that. That is what it is. You know. I hey, like I said, uh, or I thought I said last week or last time we did this. Fantasy hockey has started. We had our draft on Monday, so I expect to progressively get better here <laughs> as we move along because I go deep into the trenches to find, you know, uh, the sleepers for the league, so. Right, right. So you, you think seeing them enough would be able to spell it, so that, that's fair oh, enough. I'm usually in the uh, waiver wire daily, so <laughs> I'll start to see these names more and more. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so, yeah, I mean, that was okay. fun. We talked about a lot. We had a lot of good conversation real, there. Uh, real quick, I don't think we can end the season preview podcast. I need a... At least a division winner, if not a conference winner, and a Stanley Cup winner out of you. You're right. You're, that's fair enough. Um, uh, so I, I put that on Twitter today, so I'll stick with it. So a division winner is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, Eastern Conference winner is going to be Tampa Bay. Western Conference winner is Winnipeg. Stanley Cup champion is Winnipeg. And if you want it, I picked Patrick Lennon to win the heart. So those are, you. those are my predictions for you. Ready to go. Um yeah, I mean, usually I'm the one that goes off the board. Um, I think two years ago I picked Nashville, which was a good pick. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I don't know. I just really can't see it this year. I think I agree with you. Division winner, I think, is going to be Tampa. Uh, I think they just got even better. I think uh, another year of Vasilevsky being a uh, full-time starter can only help him. Um, I just don't know how the other teams catch them. Um, Eastern Conference winner, I mean, I think I got to stick there, too. It's kind of boring because I'm doing the same thing you did, but <laughs> I just don't see... I mean, Washington probably gives them a run, but I don't see Pittsburgh being as good this year. They even lost some depth. Um, and the rest the rest of the division just really, I don't think is that good this year. Uh, Columbus, I think, takes a small step back. They'll probably still be in the playoffs. But uh, And then West Coast, again, you didn't pick them, but I think they're the, the easy pick. The San Jose Sharks, man, I just don't know how a team is going to beat them to when point, Burns yeah. and or Carlson is on the ice at all times. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the fun we had with the potential of Darlene and Carlson if he fantasy land came here. Um, but even more so now when you got Burns and Carlson. The only thing that scares me a little bit is their depth at forward. But I think Jones is a good goalie. I think their defense is going to be fine. Uh, their top line's good. I mean, Ken Thornton hang in there, and what does their bottom six give you? But to that point, I'll say it is not hard to go out at the deadline and find the depth forwards. Uh, so I think they'll be able to pick some guys up at the, the trade deadline there and make a run. I think the Sharks are all in, so I will be all in with the Sharks, and I actually think that they'll probably win the Cup too. Um, I mean, if, there's, <laughs> if there isn't an injury... I just like how how are you defending that? How are you defending Burns and Carlson on the ice, literally the entire game? And I mean, you know, and that's not even them being on the ice at the same time. So, crunch time, overtime, whenever you want it, if you can have both of them on the ice at the same time, congrats, Evander Kane. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I mean that's Pavelski, Kane, Couture, uh, Thornton still there. Um, I'm missing the other one. I'm trying to think of uh, Hurdle. So I mean, Hurdle. you know, they, they yeah, Timo Meyer, Donsko is pretty good. Yeah, and so I mean, they they have players there, you know. So that's, <laughs> I mean, once you look, I mean, you know, I know it's Burns and Carlson on defense, but Vlasic is still on that team. Who's really Vlasic's good? good. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I just I, I don't know how you beat them. <laughs> no, if, you know, I think the only way you beat them is you score the lights out, which I think when team nobody could do that is Winnipeg. To be honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would think Winnipeg would be another one out west. Um, there's always something weird about them that I don't see them ever going all the way. But I mean, they're a good team, and they got better in the offseason. Didn't they get? Did Stasny go there, or did he went some? No, Stasny left there. He uh, left there. He went yeah. to Vegas with Pacioretty. Uh, and they lost Armia too, which I actually think will be a sneaky bottom six hole. Uh, he started to play really well last year, so yeah, uh, you're not wrong. But you know, I'll come back to you and say they have Line A and they have Connor and of course, you know, <laughs> Bufflin's getting older, but they got Wheeler, Morrissey, Bufflin, and Truba. Morrissey, Truba, Little still there. So I mean, they still have and Hellebuck is Hellebuck is good. He's good. He's a good goaltender. Good. So good for them. But good thing to that prediction in there. So while we're on predictions, before we wrap up here, Sabers Bruins, give me a winner. Give me a score tomorrow. Or tonight? Mm. I gotta go Sabres. Sabres home opener. Let's go 3-2 in overtime. Michael gets the game winner. Nice. I'm, I'm gonna go 3-1 uh, with the third one being an empty net. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm gonna go. 
Entertaining yeah. game. Entertaining game. But yeah, I'm gonna go Sabres three one, and and at least fan wise, I think that's all. At least they'll be looking for this year. Yeah. Just stop. Stop giving me boring hockey. Yeah. It, it, yes, I agree with that. If, if they're gonna still lose games, at least make them entertaining. Uh, if you're gonna lose, lose entertainingly. I guess you could say. Score some goals. Yes, please. please. With that roster, it shouldn't <laughs> be an issue. Should not. Uh, so, episode seventy four season preview in the books. Uh, we're gonna start our weekly Amrix podcast uh, with uh, Keith from Let's Go Amrix. Uh, on Sunday, which will be out on Monday. Uh, the Sabres start on Thursday. Uh, the Amrix, I believe, play Friday, Saturday. So Amrix start the season day after the Sabres do, so that's something to watch for. Uh, oh, yeah. And also, by the way, for those who don't know, the first week of the AHL season is free on AHL TV, so there's that little tip for you. Um, so make sure you, so you can watch the first few Amrix games for free. Uh, then... Yeah, so we're going to start that on Sunday, I think, is the plan. That'll be out on Monday. And then we're full boat going in the season. And we said two podcasts a week, and you're going to start getting two podcasts a week here pretty soon. So look for that. Uh, make sure you're going to follow us on Twitter at PTB Hockey. Uh, make sure, please, if you haven't yet, rate, share, give us a nice rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Uh, and it looks like. We are inches, not official yet, but it seems like we're also going to be on Spotify very soon here. So keep, you know, your ears out for that because that should be official here shortly. So, yeah, a lot of cool things happening. Uh, make sure you're checking out Die by the Blade as well, our partner where you'll find our podcast played or listed on, I guess you could say, as well. And the last thing here that I want to mention, again, is our Patreon page, but I'm going to make an offer. Uh, a special offer. I am going to be placing an order for some Band of Blade swag here in the next 48 hours. So I'm putting this out there for anyone who joins uh, the, our Patreon or becomes a contributor, I guess you can say, to our Patreon page. Uh, by the end of the game tomorrow, so I'm going to have this last for. Uh, so once the clock hits double zero tomorrow, this offer goes away. But anybody who joins by the end of tomorrow's game, slash tonight's game, the Bruins game, the home opener, um, I, you will automatically get some sort of swag sent to you. Any, any tier, join any tier, you will send you some sort of swag, either a sticker or I think we're doing stickers, mugs, and I'm ordering a few shirts, but I don't know how many shirts we'll have total. But regardless, you'll get some sort of swag sent to you for joining and being a contributor. And again, it's any level that offer goes kaput, the second the clock hits double zero in the home opener. So there's a nice little offer for you. Uh, so I think that's it. I'm excited for hockey. Bill, I hope you're excited for hockey too because I think it's going to be fun. And I'm already – it's night one. I mean, I have – I'm cheating here. I have the Yankees game done, who are up 6 nothing by the way, so that's awesome. Uh, Shame on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get the Leafs game, and I guess it's a good thing. I mean, believe it or not, the – uh, Capitals have more runs than the Yankees have in this game, so <laughs> I, think I, made a, I think I made a right choice picking this over that. So, so real, uh, real quick for the guys, or for the people who stuck stuck with us, um, first a joke. I'd like to change my Stanley Cup pick because the Ducks are up one nothing already. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, who scored that Secondly, goal? I had some Ducks players on Facebook. I'm gonna look while you're talking. Go ahead. Secondly, Calder. 
what are the chances you think uh, Middlestead and or Darlene or and or or Darlene win the caller this year? Uh, Darlene better chance than Middlestead, and I think Darlene has to have a really good year. Uh, my pick, and you could tell by where I draft him in fantasy, is um, Elias Pedersen. I think. You want he, some good news? He already he scored. Is, he already scored. See, look at that. Yeah. Look how that's working out for <laughs> me already. People laughing at me at that draft. So. <laughs> Yeah, Patterson from Gludobin and Erickson. My man. My man, Patterson. Um, yeah, so Patterson's my pick there. Uh, I think Sveshnikov is another guy who could be in on that. But the forwards have an advantage over the defense. I mean, they're going to score their points. I think right. for Darlene to be in the conversation, he has to score around 50. And is, that, is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? No, I'm not sure about that. I think it depends. I think it depends on his ice time and the situations he's put in. I think if he plays some more power player, gets a chance, but they'll probably split Eichel and Darlene so they can quarterback their own power plays. Um, no, you're so right, we'll and that might be a smart thing to do, anyways. So no, yeah, right. It'll be weird we'll to see. have it'll be weird to have two power play units that can score goals because, like, what the last two years, once the first power play unit went off, it's like. Uh, Does Evander Kane shoot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Molson, please give Kane the puck so he can shoot ten times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that'd be nice. That'd be nice to have that. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm Hockey ready. Games to talk about tomorrow. Yes, uh, this is where we thrive. This is where we thrive. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm excited to be at the game tomorrow too, covering it. You know, my third year in the press there. box. So it'll be exciting. Not too many aisles away from you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I wave tomorrow. <laughs> I look for your obligatory it's really cold in your tweet yes yes I actually thought about that I was like oh, how about I need a coat tomorrow then I'm like oh wait I will need a coat for the game so yes let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, play some hockey yeah yes yes sir so for Chad and Bill we are out of here this week uh, thank you very much for listening thank you for sticking with us and coming on board for another season and for the first time in Beyond the Blades history knock on wood we should have some fun this season. So let's get buckled up and enjoy the hockey and let's score go. some goals. It's go time, Bill. It is go time. It is hockey season. Let's do it up. the same.